right now. As we all know, round one of the NFL draft was last night. And so I just want to give some winners and losers of the NFL draft round one. I guess we can go around the panel. You can give me one, Zay. I'll give you one. Then you give me another one. And we can do it like that. So, Zay, if you want to start us off one more time, if you can give me one winner for right now, who would that winner be? All right, so I'm gonna go off. We're gonna start with the winners first because you know we we go praise the people, the, the teams that, that drafted well. And I think for me, I'm gonna go off literally the first three picks, and that is um the Houston Texans. I thought they did a fantastic job getting the two guys that they were heavily um scouting, the guys that they really wanted. Um, you know, they, they had the rumors that they were gonna take an edge over a quarterback, a quarterback over an edge, and they got both. And that was something that they wound up doing perfectly, a, a tactical, a tactical move which allowed them to um, enhance their offense and their defense. Uh, D'Amico Ryan's a defensive heavy coach. He loved Will Anderson Jr. He saw a lot of tape on him, and he wanted him desperately, and they made that trade to get him at three. C.J. Stroud, they have their quarterback for their foreseeable future on a quarterback deal, quarterback-friendly deal. So now they have the opportunity to bring in the right offensive coordinator that will work well with C.J. Stroud. If it's not this year, it'll be next year, so on and so forth. I think C.J. Stroud, his – um athletic ability his 6-3 frame is going to pay dividends for this Texans team a very young Texas team with Damian Pierce in that backfield um and I think they're gonna have a great time um showcasing his skill set um the Texans are still a little bit far away from contending for a national I mean a national championship I mean this ain't college uh a, a <laughs> Super Bowl but they have the recipes to make something fantastic over there in Houston so I think Houston Texans are a winner for me all right, I'm going to give you a winner, right? Now I'm going to pass it back to you for a winner. And I'm going to give you two winners, right? Okay. And I'm going to give you a steal. But I'm going to start off with my first winner, right? I'm going to say the Ravens, okay. who we just talked about. I love the addition of Zay Flowers. Mm -hmm. You know, I think he will fit well. Great in Todd Monkey's system, mm -hmm. primarily as a slot receiver. Um, you know, he may not be the physical specimen, but the speed is there. I trust him to get out quickly on the move, find the open spots for layup throws for Lamar Jackson. Mm -hmm. um, you combine that with the fact that they have Odell Beckham Jr., I think it's an even better fit. You see, I think he was arguably one of the best wide receivers in this class. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, the Chargers, they opted to go Quentin Johnson, which who I like. I like Quentin Johnson, but, you know, Zay Flowers, mm -hmm. I probably would have been him, but I'm not mad at that pick. But I think they got themselves a guy and, and peep this. You know, Devin DuVernay, who was the number two wide receiver last year on the depth chart, mm -hmm. projecting into this year, is probably your wide receiver five. That's how improved this Ravens unit is, you know, from going from number two to number five. That's a big improvement, right? Because I expect Odell to be the wide receiver one. I expect, you know, Rashad Bateman to be the two. And I'm um, say Flowers to be the three. Maybe Aguilar is the four. And then you got Duvernay the five. So I think they got a lot of weapons for Lamar. Obviously, the Lamar Jackson contract is a big W for Lamar and the Ravens on draft night as well. So I'm going to go with them, number one. All right, sweet. Um, You know, I think I'm going to go right off and rip the Band-Aid off because I feel like this team did a fantastic job drafting, um, getting steals left and right. And that's the Philadelphia Eagles. Somehow, some way, they did it again. Uh, no, shout out to Britney Spears. 
<laughs> and they did it again. Uh, Jalen Carter and Nolan Smith in the first round is ridiculous. They're just bolstering that defensive line once again on rookie deals. This is ridiculous. Jalen Carter was rumored to be the number one player in the draft, the best player in this draft, and he fell all the way to nine. Great job by Howie Roseman to um, trade up in getting Jalen Carter, um, being able to snag Nolan Smith later in the draft. This is a fantastic sign um, draft to add to that defense, that defensive line that lost Hargraves. And now they have a young stud defensive line with Jordan Davis, Nolan Smith, um, Jalen Carter, um, Nadoki, Nakobe Dean. Uh, That line is going to be ridiculous for the foreseeable future. That NFC East is looking like a lock right now. At first, I said the Eagles look lost after not signing these guys back on on their defense. And now they're bringing back demons on a draft. It is ridiculous the amount of work Howie Roseman did in that draft. Um, You know, I think it's a great fit for this defense. I think they have so much weapons and so much depth on that defense that they can interchange anybody at any given time and not lose any impact. So I had to eat my words because I didn't think the Eagles would, would come back from regressing so much from losing all those guys on defense. But now they just came right back in that draft and just took all the talented guys, all the top guys who were supposed to be top 10 picks um, early in the mock draft. So, you know, shout out to the Eagles for a fantastic draft. So I have them as a winner. Yeah, I like that pick. You can make the case that they are the number one team, actually, when you think about it. Um, you see the flexibility of the Eagles and them going to a Super Bowl. It allows them to take more risk. And what I mean by risk is not risk like Jalen Carter is not a stud. He is. It's risk of the off-the-field stuff, right, that allowed him to drop that for anyway. But if you're the Eagles, you know, you could take that risk because you still have talent. And the rich got richer. And when you're trying to build a, a team, you, you know, you got the Nolan Smith guy, you know, you're bolstering up the defensive, you know, tackle. It's like, why not go? To Georgia, because they were teammates, right? Why not look at Georgia, who won a national championship, and get some studs from over there? They won back-to-back national championships. That's a good place to look at. And I think the Eagles are going to continue to roll. I got another biggest winner here. I'm going to say the three quarterbacks taken in the top four are my biggest winners. You see, when you think about it, let's start off with Bryce Young. First of all, I think all four quarterbacks, excuse me, three. All three quarterbacks are in very good positions to succeed in the short and long term, right? And by the way, fun fact for you, this is actually the first time in NFL history that three black quarterbacks went into the top 10. So we made history yesterday, right? And nobody's going to talk about that, right? But I am. I'm going to tell you the history because when history is made, we have to acknowledge that. But I think when you start at Bryce Young, Panthers, I understand a lot of people look at the weapons and be like, ah, I don't think they're going to succeed. You know, Cuzzo came on the show. Wherever the Panthers take number one, they're going to be a major bust. Not because they are bad, but because the Panthers are, you know, they don't got the weaponry and all that. And I disagree. They have the coaching staff. Frank Wright, he knows how to mold the quarterback. He worked with a lot of great quarterbacks, right? You got um Josh McClown as the quarterback coach. A really, really good quarterback coach over there. You got Jim Caldwell on the staff. Okay, you have a good foundation of coaches that are experienced, who played the game, who coached the game, who coached greats, 
And I think they could mold Bryce Young. Listen, the weapons are not going to jump off the page as far as the actual weapons on the offense, right? Thielen is a little bit older. He, he's not the same Thielen, right? Um, who else they got over there? They got a couple guys. Um, I'm missing Thielen and somebody else, right? Dalton Shorts. No, that's on the Texans. Somebody else. They got Miles Sanders, who I trust. You know, um, he went to the Super Bowl. He's a good running back, right? You got um Trooper Hubbard as the RB2. So you're going to be able to run the ball. Thielen, I don't know why the other receivers blanked on me right now. I guess that's a bad thing. Maybe the weapons are trash. But at the same time, those are, you know, productive guys who you can kind of get something out of still. So, uh, you know, Bryce Young is in a good spot to succeed. And I do like that division pick. I think why not? They probably could win the division. Who knows, right? Um, CJ Stroud. D'Amico Rhines, man. Who wouldn't want to play for that guy? <laughs> I have a feeling after this year, if he doesn't win coach of the year, he will be one of those respected coaches that everybody wants to play for. Right. And when you look at their weapons, as I mentioned, Dalton Schultz, right? You got him over there. Robert Woods, not guys that are going to scare you, but guys that are going to be productive. Robert Woods, given the right situation, is a productive wide receiver, right? The Titans didn't work because the Titans don't throw the football and they were juggling bums, okay, at quarterback, right? Dalton Schultz is a guy who can get open. So you got weapons over there. You got um, Damian Pierce for the running game, right? So the defense, they're going to try to, you know, tune up that defense and they drafted Will Anderson, right? They really, I don't think they threw up the smoke signals because they had this grand scheme where they were going to trade up. I just think they didn't know who to choose at number two. So they said, hey, why not get both, right? Why not get Will Anderson and CJ Stroud? So we'll draft CJ Stroud and we'll move up to draft Will Anderson, right? If you go to Anthony Richardson, I think he could be successful. Stain Station, right? He coached Phillip Rivers. He coached Justin Herbert. He coached Jalen Hurts, different protégés and all that, right? He's seen it all. I think he will be the best, you know, offensive mind potentially or one of the best offensive-minded coaches in the league. So I think AR-15 could sit from a short-term perspective behind Minshew and get thrusted in there like Patrick Mahomes did with Andy Reid and off to the races he goes. So I think my second biggest winner is the three quarterbacks going in the top four. That's a great, um, you know, take you to that. You know, that was fantastically well put. First of all, shout out to the quarter. First of all, I didn't even know that stat until you just told me. So shout out yeah. to them. The, for the, you know, Anthony Richardson, CJ Stroud, and, Bryce Young. You know, those, those and Zay, don't forget either. And I forgot to mention this. My apologies, right? Yeah, Normally, when you get drafted that high, you mm -hmm. go to a bad team. Like the team mm -hmm. that's picking the highest or the teams that failed the year before. So mm -hmm. normally, those are not always a great places for these quarterbacks to go to. But in this situation, I think all three of them are in good spots. Absolutely, because you're putting you're talking about three teams, three new coaches, three different regimes that's trying to prove something. That's absolutely a, a, an excellent input to say, and I think that's important to mention so that these guys, so everyone watching when they're watching these teams, they're watching new coaches trying to win. They're not going to try to force a, a loss or trying to go into like a good spot for the draft next year. They're trying to win. They're trying to prove themselves as why they should be head coaches in this league. So I think all three of these coaches are going to put their darnest to get these kids to develop to the, the fastest and the best of their capabilities. Um, The team that I have last team winner for me is Seattle. Devon Witherspoon, uh, JSN, that had a great draft. I think you add, a, an, I think, believe, if I'm not mistaken, the best 
slated um, defensive back in the draft in Witherspoon to Seattle alongside now with Tariq Woolen. So that um, uh, secondary is going to be really electric, to say the least. And then JSN, you add a slot receiver with um, Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. I think that's going to be really good for Geno Smith. Um, I know that Bijan Robinson, I believe, yeah, Bijan Robinson was on the board, and people thought Seattle was going to go after him, but they already have multiple running backs who are just injury prone. But they're there on that team. When they're healthy, they're, they're lighting up the football field. Uh, but I think it was important for Seattle to go um, with their with their options. I personally thought they was going to go Jalen Carter at five, um, and um, I thought that was going to be the move. Or, oh, I mean, six, I believe. I feel, like, I feel like they traded up. But I thought they were going to go with Jalen Carter, but they wind up going with a secondary uh, cornerback, which was not a, a shock or a surprise um, because it adds that se- add more weapons to that secondary, which is going to be difficult for teams to just pass over them. And But I just thought Jalen Carter would have been the move for them. But I think they still won this draft based upon who they drafted. And I think they added a great secondary player. They added a great uh, receiver. On offense for Geno Smith, another weapon. And I think you can see a better, more producing Seattle than we've seen in in, uh, last year. Yeah. I think for me, Seattle, I won't call them a winner or a loser. I'll call them a mid. Like, I can see the arguments for people calling them a winner. It's not, you know, it's not really a hot take. I mean, they got another weapon for Geno. But I think for me, addressing a need and you don't always have to address needs in the draft to become a winner you can have steals and all that i get that but i think they really do have a big need um from a defensive line standpoint they had one of the worst rush defense in the nfl i think jalen carter would have been a very great pickup for them and uh you know they meant for the fancy tour i get it but um i think that pick should have been jalen carter right there um but Nevertheless, I move on for my biggest steal, which is a winner as well. That's the Patriots drafting Christian Gonzalez. Oh, man, I love this pickup. I love it. I, lo- I-, I love it a lot, right? Bill Belichick, damn you. You done 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 it, right? You done 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 it, right? Even though that's not a word. I just made up that word. If you watch the show, I use that word a lot. Done done it, Bill Belichick. And I think for me, it's like, you know, Man the man, he can lock you up. He can lock you up and man the man, right? He can contest balls on big wide receivers, right? That didn't sound right, but you know what I mean. If you watch football, right? He can he can do it all. And I think he fits in that patriot way of life. Like, I just see the fit, right? I'm just like, God damn it, you feel better, check you done, done it. Oh man, I love that pick, bro. Guy from Oregon, athletic. I think he gives you that. Yo, I could be a, a cornerback one, perhaps type of um, you know, um, upside there. And when you talk about the AFC East and all the explosive offenses, right? The you know the Dolphins are explosive, right? The Jets just got Aaron Rodgers, right? You know, um, the Bills are still explosive in their own right. And I think if you're Bill Belichick and the Patriots, you have to stop somebody. You have to lock somebody down. And I think they got that guy and. Honestly, this may be a hot take at the end of this, but I think that move right there, okay? Hold the brakes, Lil. Hold the brakes. No, I'm not. I'm going to let go of the brakes and let the wheel take me where the wheel wants me to go, right? I think the Patriots are probably going to be a third team in the AFC East. I, I had them last on paper so far, but this move right here, I love it so much. I'm going to get them respect. I think they're the number three team in the AFC East. And that's bad news for the Jets. I know Zay going to hate me on that, right? And I may flip it. I may flip it 
at the end when we do our predictions, right? But I think for me, here's my argument. The Patriots, before draft night, were already better on paper than they were last year just by getting rid of Matt Patricia, who is not an offensive guy calling offensive plays. The upgrade to get Bill O'Brien made them better than what they were last year, which, when you look at their record, they weren't as bad as what they were supposed to be with the circumstances. Now we get to the draft, they get a steal, arguably my biggest steal of this draft, and they still had rounds two and three to polish on and add on to the roster, and they added Juju. So I say the Patriots drafting quarterback Christian Gonzalez is my biggest steal. Now, oh, you want to respond to that? Yeah, real quick. I just want to say um, it's difficult to label the Patriots a steal of the draft when they still have not addressed a lot of their offensive issues. I don't think Juju is enough to fix the woes that this Patriots offense has had over the past couple seasons since Brady left. It's not even like last year with Patricia. Since Brady has left, this Patriots offense has not been meshing well. It's been a run-heavy offense. It was premised upon Damian Harris being a run-heavy guy, and then they moved him let him go essentially for Ramondre Stevenson and hoping that he will be this run heavy guy. And once Damian Harris went, got hurt, Ramondre Stevenson started taking way too many carries and he started getting hurt. So it's like, it's a lot of different things. This Patriots offense is lacking that I feel like uh, you could call that a steal. I think it's a great pickup for their defense. Patriots defense is still amongst the elite. And when you're referring to getting to the quarterback, um, you know, the schemes are great. So it just seems like Belichick always has a way with, getting the secondary and defensive guys aligned. But when it comes to offense, it just seems like he's, he's in no man's land. I think they need somebody outside of offensive coordinating, drafting these kids for offensive players because it doesn't seem like Belichick knows who to draft when it comes to offensive players. I think Mac Jones has been the best player um, Patriots has drafted in quite some time uh, from the offensive standpoint, and that's their quarterback. I think outside of that, they, they've been very um, green on who to draft on on offense to get that, that that team moving. They're very old school. It's like the Greg Pop Spurs. The, the, they, the play style is not what it's in right now. The play style is not what's really thriving and pushing the teams. I understand the defense is there. They're locking in. But offensively, you got to get somebody to, call, to draft these kids because you're, you're doing a disservice for this team by continuing to draft defensive players, but they're on the football field for 50 damn minutes a game because the offense can't move the chains. I mean, look, and that's what I like to do. That's exactly everything you said was pinpoint accurate, right? It was more accurate than a Tom Brady pass, right? It was great. But that's exactly feeling my argument. If you don't know how to draft offense, then don't draft, brother. Use a free agency to get you some weapons. That's what they should have done, right? They, I think they lost free agency. That's what I think. They should have went after the D-Hop, right? Even though D-Hop is still up for sale. They should go after D-Hop, right? They should get another receiver. If you don't know how to draft wide receivers and that's not your forte, then don't do it. Don't make another mistake. Don't draft another bus in the kill Harry, right? Don't draft his little brother, right? Draft Christian Gonzalez, a guy who you know Bill Belichick is definitely going to use his talents the right way, the Patriot way. And let's move on to the losers here. I got a couple, but Zay, once again, I'm going to pass it to you for a loser off the top. Off the top of my head, loser-wise, uh, I got to go number one. That's the Lions. Uh, I don't know what they really did um, in this draft. They drafted a, a, a running back who I'm not going to call him terrible, 
um, Jamar Graves is not, he's not a terrible running back. It just didn't make sense when you signed David Montgomery, you have DeAndre Swift, you allow Jamal Williams to walk. And then the first draft you get is Jamar Gibbs when you had clear, concise needs on defense. When you needed to draft a defensive player, you needed to get somebody on like a cornerback. You lost guys and you're not ad- addressing the issues on that defense, and especially where everything that's coming out with your organization, talking about guys were betting, guys were guys were doing all these other things. You're losing guys and suspended for a couple games now, and you're not bringing in anyone to help out the Detroit Lions defense. It doesn't make sense to me personally. I think Gibbs could have a good career in the NFL. I think he could have maybe a handful, maybe one or two 1,000-yard seasons, but it didn't make sense to add him onto a, a running back room that's already heavily stocked with running backs ready to go. And then there's a rumor before the show. Um, I, there's no, I don't know any validity to it yet, but – they're looking to move DeAndre Swift because he's possibly on the outs. And it doesn't make sense. Like, it just did not make any sense to draft a running back right now. It was not a dire need. And I don't know how the hell this helps Jared Goff move forward, especially when he has a receiver to not playing the first couple of games due to suspension. I just that's a that's a big loss to me. So I think Detroit Lions are losers for the NFL draft right now. I mean, before I get to my team, I do want to respond to that. I agree. I think when you look at the draft, getting um, Jack Campbell and um, Jamal Dibbs, right, or however you pronounce his name. I think, yeah, Jamal, I think I'm right. Jamal Dibbs or whatever. Gibbs, excuse me, Gibbs, right? I think when you talk about those two picks, they were probably the most devalued positions to draft at, especially with a high picks like that. First of all, running back, right? That's devalued. I understand B. John Robinson went in the top 10, but that's another specimen. That's like a generational prospect, right? And I didn't even agree with him going in the top 10 because of how devalued that position is. He'll give you three good years. The decline is right there. Like, really? You want something from a longevity standpoint. And when you combine the fact that you have running backs on the roster and Swift, who it makes sense why they all looking to trade him now that they drafted this cat over here, who I like. It's, it's not like I hate the pick. I hate the value. You could have probably ended up with him later on, right? I I really hate the value of that pick right there. You know, I do think he has home run potential and all that, but man, and then Jack Campbell, I think it was um inside linebacker. I mean, they don't really directly, you know, impact the game like that, like how a cornerback would when you talk about, you know, these high-octane offenses, right? They could get put in the blender. So I'm just like, uh, Detroit, Listen, man, I know everybody is high on them. They're joining my train that I started two years ago and all that. Uh, they run in the North. They run in the North. And Aaron Rodgers is gone. I get it. They probably should be the favorites to win it. I get it. But at the same time, they have made questionable moves this offseason. And I understand they added as well. They added um Gardner Johnson, you know, Sutton. They made some moves on the defensive side of the ball to bolster up the secondary. But there were some moves that they made where I'm just like, Really? Are they trying to reinvent the wheel? What are they doing? And I think this drive is a microcosm of them trying to reinvent the wheel. No, <laughs> like you can't reinvent the NFL, bro. Right? You talk about them letting Jamal Williams go, right? He let the league in touchdowns, right? And they paid David Montgomery, who's injury prone, six more million dollars than what Jamal Williams got to go to the Saints. Like, what? I don't get it. You got one back making $18 million and you dropped another guy. And then Jeff Okuda, 
that trade surprised me a little bit. Like he performed well in the second half, right? I'm just like, I don't know what the Lions are trying to do as far as the new vision that they are trying to run, but I like that old vision better. Okay. <laughs> and that old culture they had better. But um, yeah, I got a loser here. I'm going to go. Josh Allen is my biggest loser here. Josh Allen, the Buffalo Bills. Right. Mm. And the reason why I say so, they got this kid, um, Kincaid. Kincaid, right? I, I try to pronounce his, you know, tight end, try to pronounce his name right. Kincaid, right? I'm gonna need financial aid, right? Kincaid, <laughs> look, you have Dawson Knox on your roster, who is a pretty good tight end to my observation. You mean to tell me you're giving Josh Allen a tight end too, and that's supposed to help overcome the demons of this team? Right. And I think for me, I was wrong. I missed the boat on the Buffalo Bills. I understand that video didn't come out because it didn't make no sense. We recorded it too late, but we was, you know, given our biggest storylines headed into the draft round one. And I made a hot take that I think Buffalo Bills are going to make the biggest splashes and win draft night because I thought B. John Robinson would have fell. Um, late, which was, you know, obviously unlikely, but I thought there was a chance he would have fell to, you know, the bills. And unfortunately, thank you to the loser that we have here, Detroit, for taking um Jamal Gibbs because they could have got Gibbs and I would have been fine with that because they need to address the running game. How many times do you get bounced in the playoffs before you have to address that position? Now, obviously, they couldn't have at that spot because the Lions bonehead itself took Jamal Gibbs, which would have been a very good fit them to get but i mean think about it geno smith justin herbert lamar jackson all got weapons they all got wide receivers in the draft where's that aggressiveness to trade up to get a wide receiver to go alongside digs to at least give you more firepower right the chiefs have dominated the amc right the amc east has gotten tougher and you still couldn't even overcome the demons then when the jets and the dolphins was down now you got real competition. The Patriots ain't going nowhere. Mm-hmm. I thought they were my biggest losers because they are just middle of the pack to me right now. And yes, a D-hop thing. I expected a D-hop trade yesterday. That didn't mm-hmm. happen. It still can happen. But I thought it would have happened draft night. Mm-hmm. I don't know. For me, I think the biggest loser here is Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. You know, real quick, I want to respond to that. I thought Dallas Kincaid was a great pickup for the tight end. They were calling this kid the next Travis Kelsey in a pre-draft. It was player cop was Travis Kelsey. Not saying he's going to be, not saying he's as dynamic, but the guys, they called him the best pass catcher in the draft this year at the tight end position. That says a lot. That speaks high volumes. Not saying that um, the Dolph, I mean, the, the Buffalo Bills needed him per se, but that's a big target to give. Um, Josh Allen, if they're talking about weapons is a big issue, if they're talking about not being able to find open guys outside of Stephon Diggs on that offense, Dallas Kincaid is a guy who is a nightmare for a lot of, of defenses. You can't set him up against just anybody. You put him against a linebacker, he's beating him out the rotate, the route running. If you put him against a cornerback, he's overpowering them and over, like kind of overshadowing them in a sense where he's all, like, all over the field, able to catch the football. I think that gives him another dynamic weapon. I understand running back is an issue for Buffalo. I understand that their offensive line and more pressure would have been the marquee option for Buffalo Bills. But I think Dallas Kincaid could be a great player for this team. I know they just gave Dawson Knox a big contract, but who's to say they can't run a duo, a dual tight end 
um, set because Dawson Knox, as well as he is, he's not the most reliable guy on that offense. He's a guy who's has good three, four games and disappears the rest of the season. I mean, they got a lot, I mean, at the time, to be fair, I mean, the way how Josh Allen, that offense works out mm-hmm. is very spread out. Mm-hmm. Like, I think every time they do go to Dawson Knox, when they do, he performs. That's when they go after him. That's when they target him, right? You got, you had Diggs, you know, they was trying to target Gabriel Davis, but he's not reliable like that. He's boom or bust, feast or famine. You know, um, I just think if he's not going to beat out Dawson Knox, which you know, I don't think he is, yeah, you know, unless you wanted two tight end sets, right? Mm-hmm. But then you want a running game to combat that, right? To, to not combat that, but to kind of yep. balance that, right? If you're trying to change the makeup of that offense, nah, I just think you need more weapons. And that's not cutting it, right? Like, you know, um, the the Seattle Seahawks, I forgot who they tied in is. They need mm-hmm. a tight end, right? But mm-hmm. they went for a receiver because if you got three lethal weapons at the receiver, you don't really need a great tight end. Mm-hmm. You don't need to overpay for a great tight end because you have three wide receivers. That can make up for the loss of the tight end. So if you're the Bills, you didn't really need to take another tight end. Just get you another receiver and go all in and, and, and find how you're going to address your running game as well. I understand completely. Uh, but let me go with my loser here. I, I felt like um, my favorite team, the New York Jets, I feel like they're the draft loser Um, this draft. um, I like Will McDonald. Uh, I don't think he's a terrible player. I just don't think it was a, a need that, that needed to be addressed. They have a multitude of edge rushers on that team, Aubrey Huff, Michael Clemens, John, John Franklin Myers, Jermaine Johnson. It's just the never ends. And now we just add Will McDonald onto that bevy of edge players that, that we have. Um, I thought we needed a nose tackle. I thought we needed some offensive linemen. I understand that they didn't get the offensive tackle that they wanted, but I felt like even an interior defensive lineman would have been needed because we don't have anybody outside of Nathan, Nathan Shepard. And um, we just signed, forgot his damn name, but we just signed somebody from Seattle that um that to also play alongside of Quentin Williams. I just think we are we're very uh, weak at the defensive tackle position in terms of depth. I think outside of Quentin Williams, we don't really have much people on that on that front. So I thought we should could have went there. I thought you know adding Will McDonald was a kind of like a uh, a panic move because all the offensive tackles went away because the Steelers drafted Roger Jones uh, a pick before us. So I think, you know, that's something that um for me, I feel like it's a loss because we could have added other – we could have addressed other needs on the roster, um, but we didn't, unfortunately. So for me, I think that's why the Jets lost the draft. I mean, look, Aaron Rodgers went to a whole other team and he still can't get help, right? Like, come on, man. Like, where's my wide receiver at? Even though you got wide receivers on your team already, right? Where's my old line at, right? I'm leaving here. I'm going here. I don't even get no protection. Yeah. Anyway, Zay, we're going to go to halftime here. We're going to be about two minutes and a half, right, for halftime here. Run this flashback clip, and when we come back, we're going to end in the NBA. So, ladies and gentlemen, keep it locked. We'll be back in two and a half minutes. Please like and subscribe for all the up-to-date content. We've been slinging shows left and right, slinging content left and right. Please don't miss anything. If you do, like, subscribe, leave a comment, leave a question, something you may want to answer, something you may have. It's all ideas are great ideas. Nothing's a dumb question. 